Welcome to the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers, and this podcast is intended to disrupt the trance of unworthiness and to guide women to remember and reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a revelation project, and what gets revealed gets healed. Hello, dear listener. Welcome to an amazing conversation today. I'm super excited as I introduce you to Megan Jo Wilson. And today we're going to talk about why we need sisterhood and also the value of raising our voices as women and the value of investing in ourselves. Before we begin, I just want to give you a little bit of background on who Megan Jo Wilson is and who she is to me personally. So for the last 19 years, Megan Joe has been training women entrepreneurs to embrace visibility and lead profitable, impactful coaching businesses. Her experiential courses, Rockstar Camp, and No More Playing Small for Women Entrepreneurs are based on her unshakable belief that confidence can be learned and mastered. In 2020, she worked for two years as a master coach with spiritual teacher and presidential candidate Marianne Williamson and is a regular co-conspirator with feminist icon and author Regina Thomas-Shower, a.k.a. Mama Gina. She is a faculty trainer at the Coactive Training Institute and an author of the best-selling business books for women, Who the Fuck Am I to Be a Coach?, and no more playing small. Doesn't it just make you smile every time you say that title? <laughs> every time. Every time I hear someone else say it too, it's just like, haha, made you say it. Ha, made you say it, made you say it, which is which is such a beautiful part of your personality. And <laughs> <laughs> and I want to tell my listener that who Megan Joe is personally to me is the ultimate mentor. And in fact, mm-hmm. That's the card we chose today. That's the card, the card of the day. She's been an ultimate mentor to me. And I'll tell you, I have done her programs and we're going to be kind of diving in more about those programs today and what they kind of did for me personally, how Megan Joe was inspired to create them. And then we also have surprise guests popping on later who are also going to kind of join in this circle of sisterhood to visit with us today. So welcome, Megan Joe. Thank you, Queen. I'm so happy to be here again. Again, I know in full transparency, I had a loose wire. And so we're doing this again. We, we, have a new platform. I'm using Riverside and I love it. And I had to upgrade my technology. So here we go. Here we go. Take two. And let's just frame, since we are talking about sisterhood, actually, there's a perfect opportunity to frame. uh, We're talking about sisterhood, leadership, voice, entrepreneurship, and all the things. So when this happened, Naturally, you were like, oh, God, of course, I would too. Who wouldn't? We recorded the podcast, but there's something wrong with the audio and it sounds terrible and I don't want to put, you know, bad quality out, of course. So in a matter of, I would say, 10 to 15 minutes, we encouraged each other. 
reached out to our sisters and decided it's meant to be. Take two will be even better. Even better. And that to me is feminine leadership at its best. It sure is. It's this, <laughs> it's this shit damn right in the beginning. And then it's kind of like, okay, trusting yeah. that we've got this, that there's bound to be more. Mm-hmm. It's taking it higher. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the willingness to kind of co-labor, collaborate and correct circle back again. And just the spirit of it was so beautiful. So thank you. And yes, it's true. We are able to do this in sisterhood. And it's so important to be able to support each other because there's always these moments. And I love to Megan Joe that sisterhood has been such a big part of both your personal life and your professional life. And Mm -hmm. I wondered actually if we could just start with a little bit more background about your work with Mama Gina maybe, and Mm, also some of your work with the incredible Marianne Williamson, because that's pretty amazing. Yeah, they're part of the sisterhood for sure and deeply influential in my work and my life and mentors to me and friends to me colleagues with me. So interesting, too, because their mission is so aligned, but the message is uh, slightly different, which is true of all of us who are in the game of dismantling patriarchy, liberating ourselves. We find our own thread in the tapestry, and then we just keep weaving together. So I met Regina's work in New York, city in a room of probably 2,500 women only at Javits Center. (laughs) And I walked in and I had to fight not to turn and run out of the room. This was an unfamiliar experience (laughs) for me. I love watching you go back there and talk about it. (laughs) The words, finding the words, unfamiliar. And you can imagine, you know, she's been in the work of liberation and the feminine for 30 or 40 years. And so she has many, many super fans and had many super fans at that time and lots of people who knew her work already. So it was like any party where there's people who've been to the party before and they know what to expect. And they're like, ah, we're so happy to be here. And then there's a bunch of us who are just kind of standing there frozen, looking around, like, what is happening? What do I do? But just being in a room of that many humans without men in the space was a palpably different energy. And I had never experienced it. So I almost ran out of the room. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I didn't. And by the end of that experience, uh, lots of sobbing, lots of revealing, lots of revelation. But the most profound and impacting piece of her work which is very much tied to sisterhood and what it means to me and in the work that I do now is that I saw her 
take this room of strangers and connect us intimately in a matter of about 60 seconds. And all she had to do and all I have to, all anyone has to do with a group of women to create intimacy is to assure everyone in the room that we will not be playing by the rules of patriarchy. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to say those words. So what that means is we are here to approve of ourselves and each other. It's that simple. We are here, period. And, you know, a little tip for any of you leading groups of women, this would sound something like all of you is welcome here. All of you are welcome you and all of you is welcome here. I don't care if you're tired, turned on, exhausted, lit up, Christian, Jewish, Black, Asian, Muslim, all of you. You are a woman and in this space, you will be seen and celebrated and nothing else will be tolerated. Now, what's wild is that when we hear that, We feel it in our bodies. And we've talked about this before. It's almost like a remembering. It's like, oh, right. This is actually how I would relate to women naturally, how I want to relate to women naturally. Women are fucking amazing, actually. I'm amazing, actually. And it just completely is 180 degrees away from what we're trained to do, which is compare and compete and who's hotter, richer, more put together. Where do I line up in this? And, you know, when you have a group of women in that space together, joy expansion and literal miracles begin to occur very, very quickly. As you know. (laughs) As I know. (laughs) And it's also, I think the other part that was so true for me as I journeyed into this work as well was the isolation that melted away. And I saw this isolation even when I was with a group of women. Right. It, it felt lonely in, a, in groups of women before I understood how sisterhood could be recontextualized. And actually, it's back to this remembering, this ancient version of sisterhood, or what feels ancient, which is what I started to also discover is why it has been such a tactic for patriarchal systems to separate women in this way is because yeah. of how powerful we are when we're in circle and when we're in sisterhood. Yeah. When you when you get a taste of that, you're like, oh, of course, this was intentionally dismantled because we are the source of life itself. We are the sun. We are the power. We are we are wisdom, we are generosity, we are turn on, we, we can literally create miracles, Mm -hmm. as in shifts, you know, 
we can stop wars, we can manifest houses, like whatever we want. Yes. And actually, that's what I was listening to this morning. I was listening to an episode on breaking down patriarchy, and it was about mm-hmm. Lema Gabawi and Pray the Devil Back to Hell, that film, and about how she actually helped stop the war in Liberia yeah. through the power of women. And And it's true, you know, again, as you begin to do this work, you begin to reveal all of these ways that we have been kept from our own history. We've been kept from other women. We don't know some of these incredible stories that actually create a vision for us and and maybe where we're at at this point in our own history, because we're still kind of in that narrative right now, and we're very much still expected to play by those rules. And I find that that is changing. The more we know, the more dangerous we become in in that beautiful way, which is when we start understanding our own enoughness, just as we are, and we stop actually playing small, and we stop diminishing ourselves and each other. Ah, yeah. I love the phrase, of we are dangerous, but what we mean by that is we are dangerous to systems of patriarchy and systems of oppression to women. And when women are oppressed, everybody loses, everybody loses, all of us. That's right. And Megan Jo, what do you say, you know, to women who don't actually think that they're oppressed? <laughs> Well, I know these women, you know, I was that woman in a lot of ways before I really started. The only way you would believe that is if you didn't know history, which is very easy not to know because it's not fucking taught in school. That's right. But a very light touch on the history, on women's history and what we haven't been touched will reveal it beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's not subtle. No. There's nothing subtle about it. And then you start to realize, oh, patriarchy and misogyny is so internalized in all of us and racism and capitalism that I don't even see it. I mean, I know as well as you do, a lot has been revealed to me and I know there's much more. There's always more to be revealed And it's both liberating and heartbreaking, which is why we cry a lot and then laugh a lot. Yeah. So if you don't think you're oppressed as a woman in general in the course of history, it's because you don't know our history. You don't know the history of the world. And then you'll probably just have a ton of blind spots about it because you just think this is normal. This is the way things are done. Mm Mm-hmm. It's powerful. I actually picked up Mama Gina's book. Again, I've been kind of revisiting it. And she has this whole part in toward the end. And she talks about sisterhood as salvation. Mm-hmm. And it, in, in it, she kind of points to, and if it's okay with you, I just want to read this little passage because mm-hmm. I think it's really uh, 
So born into the patriarchal world culture, we women don't realize that we are only partially living the lives we were destined for. We have been indoctrinated not to recognize and thus not to call forth the native power that is our birthright. It is only when a woman stands fiercely for another human being's freedom that she experiences the fullness of her power. We can see this in the women who came forward at the end of the 19th century to abolish slavery. Harriet Tubman, an escaped African-American slave, did not simply make her way to the North and settle in for a comfortable life. She understood that slavery is as much a mindset as it is a situation. To free herself internally, she devoted the rest of her life to freeing others. And then she goes on to say that Harriet Tubman said, I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if they only knew that they were slaves. And so then she goes on to make the point that so many of us women don't realize that we are still slaves to patriarchy and that our many of our kind of unrevealed <laughs> thoughts, actions, voices, it's like it's in the revelation, actually, that we start to see how these systems work and the unintentional impact of not using our voice to free ourselves and others. Mm -hmm. So it's really powerful. And this brings me to your creation of Rockstar Camp and why this in particular, as all of the hair starts raising on every orifice of my body and part, because it was for me, it became the catalyst for why I sit here today and, you know, and why this podcast is in the top one and a half percent of all podcasts worldwide, Megan Joe, is because I did your program and not because I wanted to, I had always wanted to sing, but because. Mm -hmm. Right? Because that's why some women do it. And there are a lot of reasons women do it. So I'm going to let you talk about that in a minute. But for me personally, it was like, oh, that is going to disrupt the trance in a huge way. And they say we teach what we most need to learn. And so for me, I could see that daring to kind of come out from behind this curtain, you know, I call my life, my very sheltered kind of masked life that was that all of those parts of myself that I did not dare to allow to shine, that these were the parts that were disrupted, the masks that were torn away when I got a chance to, to have this experience. And and it just rocked my world. And as you say, you know, it will rock your world because it does get, it got me totally out of the comfort zone for a number of straight weeks. And then the actual experience of getting on stage and singing and doing so in this container of sisterhood was a deal breaker. It re really was the it kind of just busted me open and into like, this is what I want. I want to raise mm -hmm. my voice and do it in this way where I'm amplifying the voices of other women and allowing their stories to create revelations around the world for other women. 
Yeah. We can imagine how deeply satisfying it is for me to see the impact of our co-creation. Mm-hmm. Thinking of that mentor card, the ripple effect that we create together as we liberate our voices. And as Marianne said, we give permission to those around us to do the same. So I do it, you do it, your podcast guests do it, they bring it to their communities, they do it, right? There's no way we could measure this, but it is profound. Mm-hmm. And the concept behind Rockstar Camp is that a, a couple core things. One is I identify as an artist first. I am an artist. I've always been an artist. And the reason I love art and always have since I was a little girl is it's one of the very few spaces that very naturally undermines the patriarchy mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's free, it's liberal, it's anarchy. It is not always based in productivity or profit. It is the soul being expressed. You can't tell me what to do when I have a paintbrush in my hand. You can't tell me, you know, so there's, you combine art with a somatic experience of being on stage because liberation in, and healing is not an exercise of the intellect. I mean, I have a therapist. We do some good work. But for for women in particular, healing is a matter of the body and of pleasure. And so it's somatic. Having you really describe for our listeners what... So you started saying that it's it's a somatic experience. And so who would be your ideal person, your ideal woman that you, you would say would be perfect for this type of experience and then tell them what the experience is? Mhm. Well, it's for it's for you know, women who know they have something really important to say that they're not saying. It's for women who know they were put here to, they just know in their body. Like I bet all of us could say, I've known since I was a little girl that I was put here to lead, to do something of impact. And yet when it's time, I notice I'm holding back. I'm kind of swallowing the truth. I'm sort of choking on it. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a mission. Maybe it's a nonprofit. Maybe it's a party. I don't know what it is, but you feel in your body that there's more that you want to give. You want to be a part of the wave of liberation and you just keep getting stalled or you notice these patterns of expansion and then contraction. You ever had those expansion? I'm doing it. And then like vulnerability, a hangover. Oh my God, I have to hide. from. So this experience because it's somatic and because there is a sisterhood embedded in it demands that you have an experience of sharing your voice quite literally and not dying, Mm -hmm. not being burned at the stake, not being stoned to death. And your body will remember that so that 
when it's time to do a podcast and your microphone cable doesn't work, you are like, no big deal. I've sung on stage in a spotlight, okay? If I can do that, I can handle the cable not working. And I know that no matter what happens, even if the studio catches on fire, my tribe will come in and ride the wave of that with me. Yes. So that I won't spiral out. So that I won't spiral out. Amen. Because this is the thing I want to kind of really point to here is what you're saying is so powerful. It doesn't take you out of the game, right? What, yes. So what used to happen to me in the past was something like that would happen and I would go into some kind of like shame spiral and begin the internal kind of patriarchal grind on myself. All of my own inner self-loathing would come out. I would convince myself, and this is what I call the trance of unworthiness. It's all of these internalized voices that then basically, you know, it's like just, it's like somebody dropping you off in a bad neighborhood, you know, in 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 the middle of nowhere, and you are just getting beat up by all of your inner critics. But what used to happen to me is they, they used to, you know, literally feel so real to me. Like I believed that my thoughts were real. And let's just call them out, Queen. Like, because we know them well. We know them well. We know them well. So the perfectionist. I can't believe I just did that. I'm such a loser. Why can I never get anything right? What's wrong with me? Who who the fuck am I to do this? Right. I'm going to be humiliated. I'm all washed up. Nobody cares about me. I fucked up again. I never get it right. I should have done it differently. If only I had. Yeah. Just nice to name them. So, so we all know, and you are not alone in these thoughts. No. And, right? and we're all nodding our heads. Like, has yeah. them. Right. Everybody has them. And I want to invite, because our, our sisters just came on, I want to in- invite Joyce. Joyce Bacon is here with us, and Libby Bunton is here with us today. And I want to I wanna get their voices in the mix here. So I want to turn to Joyce and ask, Joyce, what was it for you that made you want to be part of Rockstar Camp? And also, if you wouldn't mind telling the listeners what you do for a living and who you are in the world. Okay, awesome. Hi, everyone. So, you know, all right, so which question first? Honestly, what what I do is I'm a life coach and professional development coach. That's the space that I've been working in and counseling twice a week with eating disorder patients, eating disorder patients that are teenagers. So, you know, I'm pretty much doing healing work, you know, (laughs) ironically, (laughs) after a life of crazy making, right? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. What made me want to do Rockstar Cam? I was just listening to Megan Joe, and it kind of goes back to you being six years old and knowing that you have something to say. So here I am now at 46, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I've always had something to say. And sometimes that looks like yourself or forces coming against you to quiet your voice, right? (laughs) So I've, I've experienced a whole young life of people trying to shut my voice down. So when I heard about Rockstar Cam and this crazy idea of being able to sing on a stage and have people embrace you and praise you and all of that beneath all my insecurities about myself with all the trauma that I've experienced and just life struggles and 
persevering as a single mom, all of that, there was a little girl inside of me that was just cheering like, yay, I finally get to say something. Yes. What does that sound like? What does that sound like? So, oh goodness, I'm getting so emotional because like Megan Joe said, a part of you, you know. So, you know, that's what's been coming up for me. Oh, Joyce, you knew and you always knew that you have a voice, you have something to say. Mm. And, you know, and so just being able to to do that and and that space was just crazy making idea, but crazy enough for me to get myself on a plane and go (laughs) and figure it out. (laughs) Right. I love that. Like it was figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was so outrageous, right. That it kind of like, interrupted your it's like maybe this is just the kind of crazy <laughs> that that I need right yes, it's that yes. it's that exhilaration that it creates kind of when you allow yourself to imagine that that could be possible for me right yes, that, that, yes. yeah I love that thank you for yeah, sharing um, no problem <laughs> it was amazing I you know and sometimes we live in these spaces where we maybe we speak for a living or like, you know, we do workshops on our job and corporate spaces and things like that, but we're confined to whatever that looks like, but being given the opportunity to play in a space that and be creative that, you know, a place that you may have never been in before where the creativity can just go any way and receiving the gratitude for whatever it is that you bring, it just changes the game. It changes your life. Well, it brings it brings me back to your title, Megan Joe, which is like, who am I to be a rock star, right? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck am I to be a rock star? And then actually allowing yourself to believe that it could be possible. And what would that feel like, right? And allowing right. that to kind of come into our body. So that that that's the other piece I feel like that idea of Rockstar Camp did is it disrupted the trance and allowed exactly. me to kind of feel something in my body, right? And that became the go this way. So I want to ask Libby the same question and just check in and also invite Libby to share a little bit more about what she does in the world. I'm so excited. Joyce, I have chills and I felt really emotional (laughs) hearing you share that because it is so impactful and it's hard to describe. I will introduce myself in a second, but I just want to say I was just having this conversation with Megan Joe, I think yesterday. And it's like, how do you convey to someone because they see the flash, they see the stage, they see that, you know, how do you convey, I have chills again to someone, the impact of what getting up there and doing the thing does, but the two or three months or however long it is leading up to that where you're like just dismantling all the bullshit you've been told, the lies about yourself with witnesses who we all have this agreement that Megan Joe so beautifully creates in the space that we're not going to fix each other. We're not going to connect over complaint and gossip like we've been taught. And we're just going to let ourselves feel the fucking shit because actually the only way out is through and we've been putting it off for so long. Mm -hmm. So I just like have to say that after hearing what Joyce just said, because I know what you're doing in the world, Joyce. I know what all of us are doing, Megan, Joe, Monica, Joyce. And it just like has changed every, every cell in my body, every corner of my soul. doing Rockstar Camp, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be supporting Megan Joe. I wouldn't be collaborating with Monica. I wouldn't be in love with Joyce <laughs> if this 
that happened. So I had to say that first because it's more important than my name. But <laughs> my name is Libby. And I am trained as a clinical psychologist, left that grind, knew very, very early that that system for me, there was something that was off. And I was like, I can't, I can't co-sign this bullshit. Not that therapy isn't great. I have a therapist. I love her. She's fantastic. I just knew that it was, I could have a bigger impact somewhere, but it was so hard for me to see what that was. The short version of the story is now I'm a somatic embodiment coach specializing in feminine leadership. And I have huge hats off to Megan Joe because she was my mirror for that. She was like, you're a coach, you're a coach, you're a coach, you're a coach, you're a coach. And Megan Joe, <laughs> I mean, and Monica, yes, yes, the mentor. So thank you for helping me see myself. Megan. So yeah, that's what I'm up to in the world. And I know I shared a little bit about the impact of Rockstar Camp. It probably saved my marriage too. completely, completely blew my financial lies out of the water, like all the beliefs. I grew up very poor with a single mom who did not know how to receive, did not know her worth. And the impact shifted all of that for me. And for me, it was like, I love the whole idea of the little girl because I actually, after doing Rockstar Camp, I think when we were in the grad program, Meg and Joe, you were talking about like pictures of us when we were little. And I have a picture of me with an actual microphone, mm. heart-shaped sunglasses, a roach clip in my hair, very classy, and like a big fuzzy jacket when I was like five or six. And so I knew I wanted to be big and outrageous when I was that age. And then the world taught me to have smaller and smaller dreams, a quieter and quieter voice, smaller, everything, body, everything. And it really took me out. And I was like Megan Joe was describing just like choking on how I was silencing myself. And what I saw when she says somatic experience, it's like so much is of the body, I was living completely in my head. If you could out achieve this shit, I would have done it. I promise you. I had I did the degrees and da, da 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 all the things. It was not going to get me through this. I needed something radical. So that's why I did it. Wow, and Libby. Shit, I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's just like I know that we all say that we kind of joke every so often and we'll say like I shudder to think had I not done this. Mm -hmm. Because there I had a great track record for staying small. I had a great track record, as Megan Joe said, for like this expanding for a moment and then contracting because I hadn't developed the muscle to break the trance and stay out of it. And that, by the way, brings me back to kind of sisterhood and why the practice and the sisterhood is so important. And I also want to just kind of underscore this part about sisterhood, because for my listeners, this is not an exclusive sisterhood. I I want to brag for a minute. And I, I also want to get really, I, I also want to explain to my listeners what bragging is all about and why we do it. But I want to brag for a minute that I know that everybody who has done this work brings sisterhood wherever they go. And I brag that I have been in circles with other women in multiple ways who have not done this work. And I have brought true sisterhood to those groups and those circles of women, and it has changed everything. And anyone can do this work. And if you're 
out there and you're listening, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, like, who am I? Who the fuck am I to be a rock star? Just allow yourself for a moment to believe that, yes, you can. Yes, you can. So this brings me to bragging. And I want to check in with Megan Joe. And I want to get any explanation from you that you want to give about bragging and kind of like why it becomes also a tool or a practice that we do with other women. And then I want to check in again with with Libby and Joyce about it. Yeah. So this practice comes straight out of Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts. It's so amazing because it's so simple and so life-changing and very easy to teach. And actually, for most of us, takes some practice to get used to. But we're all very well-versed in this. But the distinctions I like to make are that bragging is just telling the truth Mm -hmm. about who we are. It is not exaggerating who we are, and it is not arrogance. Arrogance is, I'm better than you. Here's why. Bragging is, I'm fantastic in this way, and so are you. It's way more interesting to circle up with anyone and brag than it is to complain and gossip, which is what, as Libby said, that's what we usually do. That's how we connect. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired. I'm so overworked. I hate my boss. My husband's a jerk. I need to weed my garden. It's just boring. So I always say at your next party, if you get bored, just let's do some brags. What are you excited about? What are you proud of these days? It's again, it's 180 degrees away from what we're conditioned to do. We have master's degrees, master a lifetime of training in how we are flawed, what we haven't done, who we haven't been, what we're missing, what we could have done. So bragging is just telling the truth. And I always laugh because it's like a Regina tool, but it's also like if there were a tool attached to Marianne's famous quote, it's not our darkness, but our light that most frightens us. It's the tool to connect and own your light. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the last thing I'll say is there's no brag too small and no brag too big because we're so trained in comparison. When women first learn this, their first response is, I don't have any good brags. Their brags will be better than mine. And I better come up with a brag that's good enough. Mm -hmm. All brags are equal and to be celebrated. So we never just brag and then nothing. We brag and then we train the other women or men or whoever in the group to celebrate us wildly. I brag I flossed my teeth this morning. Yeah, well bragged, sister. Right, so that's the tool of bragging. We do it every day. I know all of us do it every day. I I don't think there's many days that go by where I don't brag. (laughs) No, and it's it's such a powerful way. Again, it's, it's a trance buster. Yeah, it's a transbuster. I, I will notice, I notice because Libby and I talk almost every day at this point, And I noticed when she's like, let's hear some brags that she can tell I'm in the trance, right? Like, that's right. So it's just also this way of kind of like, I see you. It's, it, it's also this way of witnessing. It's this mm-hmm. way of kind of bringing that energy back to, to this place of like, you've forgotten who you are. That's right. Let's help like you smelling remember. Salts. Yes, yes. It's like smelling salts. Love that so much. Come back. 
come back, come back. And most useful when you don't feel like bragging. That's the other thing to get. If you really don't feel like you have any, that's when you need to do it most. That's right. Joyce, anything you want to add about bragging? Bragging definitely changes the game. <laughs> Doesn't it? You know, I can remember just feeling like I have to fit into groups by complaining or, you know, I'm not good at this or I'm not good at that. And doing the, hey, don't be scared of me because I'm just going through it just like you think. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or, you know, I have something I might be, I might appear to be because I'm, my personality is a joyful personality. So sometimes just watering that down, you know, com- you know, so not bragging, you know, but bragging definitely changes the game. It empowers you, but it also empowers others around you. So just being able to share that sisterhood, when you start bragging, someone's like, oh, you're beautiful. Yes. Thank you. And I know, I mean, that just, <laughs> the approach is just totally different. <laughs> Yes, yes. Thank you. It's totally different, you know, so it's changed my life a lot. Um, And the relationship too, it's changed my relationship because you'll say, oh, Joyce, you're so delicious. And I'll say yes. And I'm delectable, delicate and, you know, decadent too, you know, (laughs) and then he's like, yes, you are. (laughs) It just changes the energy of everything. And, and I I couldn't agree more, Joyce. And I say, you know, even in the house, like my kids, we are always kind of celebrating each other in that way. And I also want to say that you you pointed to this, Joyce, and I'm so glad you did, which is, you know, like I I brag I had a total freak out last night, like, or I brag that I lost my temper. So there are these ways too that it's if we can kind of look at brags as this way of approving of ourselves, of really giving ourselves permission, as Megan Joe said in the beginning, to be all of it, to, that all of these parts of me are welcome here, even the shiny parts, which again, we've been taught are not welcome, even the messy parts, which we have been taught are not welcome. I really love that. Thank you. Libby. Bragging. <laughs> I'm like, put me on a deserted island with women and let me listen to them brag and I won't need any fucking food or water. It's like basically the only <laughs> nourishment I need. And so well brag. Uh, and I did not feel that way when it started. You know, I learned bragging. Actually, I learned about bragging at the Rockstar Camp Showcase that Joyce performed at. And Megan Joe was teaching the audience basically how to support the queens on the stage and what the art of bragging was. And she got the audience to brag, which was amazing. And then I learned more about it, Mama Gina, and then deep dive in Rockstar Camp. And it really, it's like alchemy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, is another way of saying it, just like what we you've already shared, all of us. It's like, we're the alchemical laboratory. And sometimes we need a brag to change the chemistry. And we're so like Megan Joe was saying, we're so used to degrading ourselves. If we could even just get to 51% approving of ourselves, imagine what's possible. So I love bragging. I brag that I've taught my niece how to brag. And she doesn't actually apologize needlessly anymore, because she knows she will then have to brag. She actually was like catches herself because we have this game we play if you apologize. You know, for those of you who don't know, in the sisterhood, Megan Joe has this rule, if you say you're sorry, needlessly, which we're trained to do all the time as women specifically, then you have to brag after to kind of like counter the 
the impact of it. And I brag my eight-year-old niece just loves it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really I didn't satisfying. Know that. I love yes, that. It's so good. Meg and Joe knows Ruby. They're buds. Teach your children <laughs> well, y'all. Teach your children well. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Libby. Yes, yes, yes to all of it. I'm I'm just like, I don't even I'm just smiling over here. I'm just like feeling the the chemistry even in my own body as we're speaking of it, you know, because that is what it it brings in me. I mean, I, I literally was in such a ragey, gritty, dark place this morning, you know, mm-hmm. I brag. And just well brag. talking about it just brings me back to this place of remembering, remembering who I am outside of the trance. And that is the other thing I think is so important for us to recognize is that as women, you know, at any given point, as we kind of like look at the news, (laughs) right, or scroll, doom scroll, there's so many things being thrown, so many ways to distract us, so many things that want to take us out of the game. In terms of mind, body, spirit, it's like, it's amazing. I just want to acknowledge the fact that we're all here, you know, and that we've made it. And one of the things, Meg and Joe, you and I always say is we're still here. We're still here and (laughs) not today, you know, Satan, because Mm -hmm. it feels so, feels so aggressive. There's so many ways that the world is set up to as Mama Gina calls it, the four Ds. And one of those should be disassociate. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's just a ton of reasons that we have not felt safe in our own bodies and that we have not been in a place of self-approval. So Megan Joe, anything else you want to add about that? I'm just so glad you're going there because brags are fun and you know, they it's uplifting and it's a little outrageous. And there's a lot at stake here. Mm-hmm. It is, we do it for fun. And to me, more importantly, we do it so that we can continue to show up. It is aggressive. Mm -hmm. Patriarchy is aggressive. The world is insane. It will take you down so fast, you won't even see it. So to me, this is, it's sort of like a life. You ever heard that game of like, who would you put in your life raft? If you had to get, you know, pick seven people to put on your life raft. It's like, I need my sisters in order to survive or else, and I've seen it and been damn close. I will shut down, slip into such despair and apathy and depression. And why should I try anyway? And we cannot afford that right now. Mm-mm. We really can't afford it. So bragging is fun. And to me, it's like, this is necessary. And all the other tools that I teach in Rockstar Camp, it is necessary for me to learn how to be scared and overwhelmed and show up anyway. Mm-hmm. To say things that other people won't like, even if my voice is shaking, because this is not a rehearsal. We need women's voices and leadership and opinions and solutions. 
like fast now. So I love that you pointed to that. It's an exercise that keeps us, I'm still here. I'm still able to show up and lead. Yeah, because it's not about it not happening anymore. It's just the the way things are. And <laughs> it's about recovering and getting yes. back in the game and remembering quick more quickly. Yeah. Because part of what you said about the assault and the aggressiveness of the patriarchy is not only will it take you out of the game, but it'll make you believe it's you. Correct. <laughs> right? It'll like, cause that's the crazy making part of it all is like, you just go right back into this trance of unworthiness where you're, you're not worth it. You know, like nobody else thinks so either. Right. You, you just get, you're so convinced right. that the world is this way. Right. So it's also, I love what Libby said too. It's like the body becomes this alchemical laboratory and the sisterhood really becomes this, you know, cauldron of possibility. And I'm using that word purposely because at any given moment, I could see magic, mystery, mysticism all in my sisters and see aspects of myself. And also I can see her in her rage and in her grief and in her despair and see aspects of myself. And in those moments, I know, oh my God, like we are so connected. We are so like, we are far more alike than we are not. And I think, again, all of us have been duped as women to believe that we are alone in it. Right. And this is the other part of sisterhood that I think is so powerful is that we discover that not only are we not alone, but we were actually built for the opposite of what we've been told and what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. We've been kind of wallowing, and I, and I say that we've come by it honestly, but we've been in these places of despair and misery and overwhelm when we're really built for the opposite. We're built for pleasure and radiance and creativity. So anything more anyone wants to add on that? Because I feel like as we kind of get more creative and we get more into what's possible, now we start seeing women kind of come out with these visions and ideas about how, you know, we can continue dismantling these inner and outer systems. Mm, I'd love to hear that. I mean, I know some of the story, but how, what have you created from this space? I would love to speak to that. (laughs) And I want to give the caveat of the joke I always make is like, good news and bad news is the same thing. The work is never done. It's like a relief that it's never done. And also it's like, oh God, it's never done. <laughs> because I will slip back into it. And and that's why we need the sisterhood. I mean, I can just say personally for myself, I was, I had, I was not able to see myself. I was not able to recognize my contribution. I was not able to, I, and even sometimes I'm still afraid to I have moments where I'm like, is this going to make people abandon me? Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, it's this like, am I going to be unloved and abandoned? When I put work out in the world that is, you know, 
subversive or challenging the patriarchy, which is like pretty much the only thing I do <laughs> at this point. And so back to what Megan Joe was saying, there's too much at stake. So, I mean, I just personally, my journey has been shortened so much. I mean, I know there was a lot that got me to before Rockstar Camp, but it like synthesized all these different parts of my life. And it shortened my journey to when I did decide and realize and be open to a huge part of my gifts and purpose here on planet Earth. It really made my journey so much shorter because I wasn't wasting a lot of time worrying about, you know, building the perfect website or just all these like ticky tacky things that we distract ourselves with when we're procrastinating. And Megan Joe, I mean, I can't even begin to I've told you this a million times. Yeah, I cannot even begin to tell you how much time and, and stress and heartache and bullshit it saved me not to mention it helped me get to where I was going so much faster and being of more service because I learned to raise my voice to stop apologizing to be able to see myself and to actually create spaces where other women can receive this type of healing and work as well because that I have chills like that is the ripple effect it's like i look at the four people here and it's like how many i can't i can't even begin to count how many people are impacted by four of us going out into the world and doing what we're really here to do even when we're scared shitless because we have i can text joyce or monica or megan joe and say i'm scared shitless and I'm going to do it anyway. So could you cheer me on today? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like for real? Can yeah. you cheer me on? Can you share my work? Can you whatever? Love that. Thanks. Libby. So yeah, that's my thought for now. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And one of the things I've been thinking a lot about lately and wanting to just remind women over and over, and I hope everyone's getting this by listening to us. There is no such thing as unshakable confidence if you're a leader. There will be moments, many, many moments as a leader where you doubt yourself, where you want to quit, where you're overwhelmed. But the purpose, therefore, in my opinion, the best path is how do I recover as quickly as possible? How do I reach out so I can keep going? How do I nurture and tend to myself so that I don't exhaust myself Leadership and activism is no joke. Being human is no joke. So I don't know. I just think, actually, I think it's another form of patriarchy in disguise to say, if you're not confident all the time, and if you're not positive all the time, something must be wrong with you. Mm-hmm. No. All right, Joyce, we want to hear from you. What are, what are you creating what have you created, Queen? I'm telling you. So I've I've started hosting my own Latin Nights dance parties. <laughs> and, you know, and really it's about the dance, you know, about feeling good and the healing that comes through movement. But through this, I'm I'm realizing and I've always realized I've just been so vulnerable about doing it. I brag. Just being able to be on the stage and just giving speeches, just topics, speeches. You know, um, I'm always referencing myself as a speaker, but I brag, I've been so vulnerable and, (laughs) you know, and uh, a 
little like hesitant about doing it. Libby, you mentioned something so perfect. Hey, am I going to be a bandit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I brag those thoughts are, you know, come up for me. However, I'm going to do it. You know, and so just listening to you guys, I'm like, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to text them. I'm going to do it and then just do it. Yeah. And just do it. So well bragged. You know, you know, I've been spiritually raised and spiritually grounded. You know, I've kind of made the dance floor my church, you know, um, where I empower, you know, empower uh, people to come in and bring your stuff with you. Don't leave it at the door. Originally, the thought was like, leave it at the door. And I'm like, no, that's crazy making. I want them to bring whatever it is in so that they can be worked out. But yeah, I'm working on, you know, just using my voice more, speaking more unapologetically and while feeling vulnerable Mm -hmm. and acknowledging that in a space because that would liberate so many others. It liberates others. It's like another, you know, this is all you can see the thread here. It's about expression. It's about somatic embodiment. It's about including it all, all of you. Come dance with me. Come be a mess with me and dance. Come dance and cry. This is the this is the feminine. This is what the feminine brings. There is no good or bad or right or wrong in the feminine. It's all included. And so we say yes in that space, then it's just like yes to all of it. And Megan Joe, and and it includes the masculine. Yes! Because this is also, the sisterhood also includes, there's this way, again, going back to kind of this exclusivity, which is so much a part of patriarchy, right? where we kind of have these cliques and these uh, castes, and we're not inclusive. And I think what we're up to here is a- about dismantling the systems of oppression and liberating and balancing that masculine and feminine. You know, we talk about the return of the feminine. And what we're talking about when we talk about the return of the feminine is allowing what is already natural within us. It's like coming back to, as Libby would say, our original blueprint. Right. And I know that you can all relate to this, but when we were girls of nine and 10 years old, it was, aren't you fabulous? Aren't I fabulous? Look how high I can jump, right? Like there were all of these ways that we were full of ourselves and we forgot how to be full of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's our enoughness, even in our despair and in our anger. And it's witnessing each other in that and allowing it to be what it is that creates the remembering and and allows us to just, you know, take a minute, but be true, be honest about where we are on at, at any given moment. And what else I wanted to say, Megan Joe, is like for me, it was like that final frontier of learning how not to abandon myself anymore. And so mm-hmm. I think of you, Joyce, speaking and making the dance floor your church. And Libby, I think about you and all of the ways that you refuse to be put in a box and you refuse to be small to accommodate other people. And, you know, these are all acts of self sovereignty and self-trust and they're 
compassionate acts and their loving acts. Because when we, we see somebody who's willing to say yes to their own mess and just be human, mm-hmm. we fall in love with them. It's intoxicating. Mm-hmm. And that's this part of sisterhood too that is so potent and powerful is we stop pretending to have it all handled. Mm-hmm. And we stop pretending that we stop, as Libby says, dragging people to the bright side, right, of life. (laughs) And we just friggin' allow the shit to be the shit. Mm -hmm. And we wait for the sun to shine and we celebrate each other in all of it. Yeah. So it's really an incredible experience. And I know for myself, as I turn and ask myself that same question, you know, about like, who am I since doing Rockstar Camp is I'm such a better ally. I'm such a better activist. I'm, I'm raw, ready, able, and willing to do Mm -hmm. things that I might have never done. Yeah. And that includes, you know, being willing to be irreverent and messy and, break the bullshit rules and even leading unbecoming this past year with, with Libby co-leading a group of 15 women in this process of unbecoming. It like brings me such incredible joy. And I, and it's also like by trying some of these gritty experiments with other women, collaboration being one of them Mm -hmm. that so much gets revealed so I'm kind of pointing back to Rockstar Camp as this one experience. Like I dared to believe in myself. I dared to invest in myself. I knew it would disrupt the status quo, which at that point I was like, yes, more of that. <laughs> I had definitely experienced the dark night of the soul, the nine months in bed. I knew I wasn't going in that direction anymore, but I still needed the thing that would bring me more visibility in a way that was aligned with who I am. And for me, that became podcasting. But Mm -hmm. from here, I've discovered so many more open doors and invitations. And I'm sure that you could all say the same thing. Just from daring to do this, Mm -hmm. you've had so many other opportunities and avenues to explore that you wouldn't have otherwise. I I love your phrase, gritty experiments, because you can only imagine how many gritty experiments are not being put out there because of perfectionism, because of isolation, because of who am I to do this? And then imagine a world where every woman just said, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to try it. I'm going to see what happens. I just have this wild idea. It's never been done before. It's never been done before. If ever there were a season uh, that was ripe for it's never been done before, sisters, it is now. Mm -hmm. The world's on fire. It's total chaos. Go try something. Go try it. Just see what happens. Can you imagine? Who knows if it'll work? If it doesn't, who cares? It'll grow you. Shit will be revealed. Just try it. Imagine a world where I'm going to do this gritty experiment. That's what we want. Yeah, that's what we want. It's so good. And I just want to say, like, 
if anyone's listening to this, and they have the thought of like, if you've ever had that thought at night, this is I'm just thinking about this through the lens of like, who I was before I did Rockstar Camp. And it's like, I used to stay up and be like, is this it? Am I really going to keep doing this over and over and over and fucking over again? And by this, I meant like, just the same old, same old and not and and feeling that like, that like inner conflict, you know, where you're like, I just fucking know this is the invitation. <laughs> I just, I mean, I get full chills when I think about what is possible. And I mean, I brag, I did rockstar camp twice in a row. <laughs> well, <laughs> my, my husband did men's rockstar camp. Like this shit is no joke. And I just like really wanted to say, if you're that person who, who thinks that like, I just, is this it? You know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not. And that's like really just the beginning. And your creativity has so much more space and freedom than you've been told it has. Like it's been creativity has been made into a commodity right? that has to be like packaged and perfect. Like you guys were saying earlier and we say, fuck that and take it back. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that Libby so much. And I want to add to that, you know, for anybody listening too, it's like, if I just brag that this entire podcast episode is like an enrollment, mm-hmm. you know, it truly is. It's like, if I could enroll you in something so wildly spectacular and like you have no idea what is possible that we would actually dedicate an episode to how much we loved this experience. I mean, that to me, for somebody who is just so picky about any advertising, (laughs) even being on the podcast, right? For for Mm. me and for all of us to really... and. Megan Joe, I would love for you to just give a little bit of lip service too to the many women who come from all over the world to do this experience mm-hmm. and, and and how they do it because part of it is digital. Right. And is it still, right? Yeah, part of it's digital and part of it's in person. Yeah. Uh yeah, we have I've had people come from Africa and California and Canada and all over the world, which is just mind blowing. But they're women who know there's something here for me. You know, I always laugh and say there's certain women that say, Oh, sounds terrifying. Sign me up. Those are the <laughs> kinds of women <laughs> that this attracts. Mm-hmm. That's you. That's all of you. Cause you know, that's, there's something there, something rich to explore. And I loved what you said, Mon, that the weeks leading up to it, which are virtual and on zoom, just constant, you said, you all said it stretched you outside your comfort zone, but it's designed in a very particular way. I brag to stretch you without pulling a muscle. So each week you get stretched a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And by the, it, it's hard to believe for people that aren't trained singers, but all of you will testify by the time you get to the show. Yes, your adrenaline is going and you are ready. You are ready. You are ready to go. You know, no one who's done this has ever said, I just can't do it. I'm going to make a fool of myself. Not one. I brag. So it's a very particular process to get you there. And then after the retreat, just to be clear, because the other magic of sisterhood is what we call dares. 
Okay, now this is the heart of any good coaching program and my favorite part of coaching. But when you have a tribe of women who get together and hear, for example, Monica say, I don't know, I'm just thinking I might do a podcast one day. I desire to start a podcast. And then the sisters are like, all right, when's your first episode? I dare you to record your first interview tomorrow. Mm hmm. I dare you to reach out. I dare you to buy the software right now. I (laughs) dare you to go. So it will have your desires come through, not just because you're turned on and kind of magnetizing them, but because you're actually taking radical action because you just admitted to a bunch of rock stars what you want to create. And we for sure are not going to let you back down on it. Mm Mm-mm. Can I say something to those dares? I'm telling you, the dare changed my life. <laughs> the dare completely changed my life because I was just so rigid and I normalized feeling bad. You know, that was my life prior. I mean, you, you know, you normalize feeling, you know, bad, you know, or not feeling good, you know, and if you feel good, then you try to look for something bad to just water it down or or replace the good feeling with a bad feeling. And so my dear was totally involved in like pleasure in myself, you know, <laughs> and it just sent me on a whole pleasure filled journey that I'm still living out today. If it Trail doesn't brag. feel good, I'm, 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 you know, I'll embody it and acknowledge, Hey, you know, this feels bad, but guess what? I'm just on a pleasure journey, completely changed my life, you know? And I realized that um somebody may be listening that's, you know, they, they're, they, they know they deserve pleasure. They know they want to feel good. But maybe sometimes when you feel good, you start feeling bad or telling yourself, hey, you're doing something wrong, you know. Right. I mean, I was that's some of that stuff that's not our stuff. You know what I mean? That's just, you know, what the world has given us or what our families have put on us, you know, being raised that way. So I'm telling you, life changing journey life-changing so well when it comes to pleasure. Yeah. I, I want to add to that, Joyce, that, you know, I've recently been hearing so many women say, I don't know how to rest. And the other thing that they don't know how is to have pleasure in their life. And that, that shifts so much in so many ways through this experience because you start again back to kind of our blueprint and our design as women we are designed for pleasure and yet mm-hmm. we are the last person that ends up feeling it or having it and as libby always says you know we're taught to think that pleasure is outside of ourselves and So you point to something also really powerful that just that one thing created such a cascade of changes in my life because I started recognizing what was going to turn me on. What was it? An actual yes instead of an obligated yes. Because there's a big fucking difference Mm -hmm. between an obligation of yes and doing it from like how how many times I used to do things from a place I'd say yes when I meant no and I'd just resent the shit out of everybody. And I had so much, right? Like there's, again, like that's such a big conversation too. So Mm -hmm. it opens up these neural pathways. It re kind of circuits our brains, it recircuits our bodies. And so, you know, the reason we're doing this is because I brag, we want to make this sisterhood even 
bigger, even greater yeah. than it already is. And yes, we're going to take it everywhere we go naturally. And if you're listening to this and this moves you or some little itty bitty hair on your body stood up, I say that it's telling you to go this way. And I brag, you're going to have a fantastic time and I will be there for the actual show. So <laughs> if well there's bragged. anything else anybody wants to add, um, Megan Joy, I'd love for you to share where they can learn more and anything else you might say as closing words. Yeah, thanks for having us, Monica, and to my sisters who, who are showing up to share their stories uh, and the work you do with this podcast is incredible. So thank you, Queen. Thank you. Thank you. Rockstarcamp.live is the best place to go to get a sense. There's some logistics and details that you'll want to check out, what all is involved, what's included. It's a rock star camp, right? So it's it's extravagant, it's luxurious, it's designed to stretch your receiving muscle. And there's also buttons in there to apply, which just means fill out a form and answer some questions. And then, you know, we follow up with next steps. But it's 2023, baby. You, you know, track me down, send me a message, say, find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram. I was intrigued by that. I love hearing hearing from people and just starting conversations because that's how we roll in feminine leadership. We treat each other as human. But if you're just like, I want the scoop and the logistics, go to rockstarcamp.live. Thank you, MJ. And thank you so much, Joyce and Libby, for joining us. And any final words that you want to say, you're more than welcome to. I'll just say thank you. I love you all so, so much. And I'm just preparing for, as MJ says, preparing to be amazed and preparing for miracles. Because it, you know, like, I know, I have chills again. I mean, I know what this is going to do for people. And there is just nothing hotter than a woman who says yes to herself. Nothing. Even despite the lies that her critics inside her brain might be telling her or the critics in her real life. Right. (laughs) And so I'm just like sitting here fantasizing about, I will also be at the showcase cheering you on. Mm -hmm. And I'm just fantasizing about that. So thank you for making my day amazing. All of you. And I love rockstar camp. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) I'm just going to say, thank you. This is just like totally rocking my world. I mean, just being on the podcast, Monica and Megan Joe, thank you so much. But I'm also looking forward to Rockstar Camp. Every year since it's been happening after my show, I haven't been able to make it back. But this year I am coming. And it's just something so magical just uh, just by watching the transformations occur. You know, I'm just thinking back to, to my transformation and just how amazing it was and, the, and how much support that was in the room and how much gratitude that was in the room. It just, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just amazing. So it's just like miracles taking place, you know? So I'm excited. You know, like I said, you guys are totally rocking my world right now. <laughs> I'm so full. <laughs> I know. I don't I'm know what to too. do. I just feel really full. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I love you all again for my listener. I'll be sure to put all of the links in the show notes so that you can, you know, inquire more at your leisure about these queens. And of course, our deepest desire is that you 
just say yes, enroll yourself and worry about the details later. Just follow that yes all Mm. the way home to yourself. And until next time, more to be revealed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift, subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening. And as always, more to be revealed.